Good evening. You are listening to Three Moves Ahead, and I'm your host, Rob Zachney. Joining me today, once again, is Three Moves Ahead founder, Troy Goodfellow. Hello, everyone. And we also welcome back the Game King himself, Sean Elysium Sands. Hello. And Sean is going to help us today with a very special topic. Uh, the Game King turns out to be the king of very, <laughs> a very specific genre, uh, which is tower defense games. And this is a topic I've sort of had uh, on my back burner for a long time, basically ever since Defense Grid 2 came out, and I just took ages to get around to playing it. But one of the things I've been wondering lately is that, you know, I feel like two or three years ago, uh, maybe three or four at this point. Uh, tower defense, there, there's there's a lot of variety. There's a lot of selection. It felt like it was sort of this this hot, casual genre. And we had a really great uh, show on it with uh, Quentin Smith uh, from Rock, Paper, Shotgun uh, a, a few a few years ago. But lately, and I don't know if this is perception or if this is reality, and this is one of the things I want to talk to you guys about. Lately, I feel like that genre has cooled off a little bit, like the novelty of it has worn off or a little bit of the wind has gone out of its sails. And I'm, I'm curious whether or not you guys uh, feel that feel a, that's a correct diagnosis and B whether or not there, there are some reasons for that. Uh, but as I've been doing my research for today's episode, I've discovered that in any tower defense game I play, they all have scoreboards and Sean I... is at the top of all of those scoreboards. Yeah, I, my name's Sean Sands. I have a problem. That problem is tower defense games, and I like I haven't talked about this much. They're they're not actually in in, in you know when you, when you're in a situation where you're kind of talking about you know broad strategy games or games in general. They're they 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 feel like these little they don't feel like something substantive enough to kind of throw in with everything else. But but at the same time, you know the. In many ways, they're they're kind of like puzzle games to me. They're 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 these games that that I just sort of sit down and and play and and just sort of want to unpack the mechanics of the game so I can get that sort of perfect curve that that ideal scenario of just dragging these mindless stupid troops through this kind of funnel line that they'll always predictably go through and just watching them evaporate into points and that like like you know if, if We've talked about this on 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 our podcast and on, on our site before. My favorite thing to do just to sort of consume is a steady increase of numbers. Just watching numbers go in a direction and sort of track and chart that direction. And tower defense, like it feeds that in me. It it just is. It's like I I become obsessed. I was I was as I was sort of preparing this as well. You know, I went back into Defense Grid too because I, I saw you were playing it. Um, and me Oh no! Oh yeah! You just saw I, ha I was playing it. You just happened to go back into Defense Grid too and start uh, inflating your scores again. <laughs> Weird, crazy. Hey, Zachney's playing Defense Grid too, and uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll just go and tack on ten thousand points to each of my scores. It just it, it 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 was immediately it immediately fed that that idea in me of just oh yeah I can if I put this one here then I can get the efficiency off this tower over here and they they sort of synergize together and they kill the units earlier which ups the score earlier like like I get into the mechanics of 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 that and just I I eat it up as sort of I guess is is the story that you you experienced. Well, actually, you know, that's a, that's a great point. I, I feel like 
I certainly always view tower defense games as almost like this guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe sometimes people are a little too guilty about their guilty pleasures. You know what I mean? It's a way to sort of like denigrate the thing that you enjoy and sort of skip over the reasons why it's enjoyable. But like, I'm always torn between this this reaction that on the one hand, this is a very repetitive genre. Like, like you said, Sean, like you just watch the things come out of the map. You watch them get murdered <laughs> by your defenses and then you run it again and again and again. Uh, but that said, there is something really engaging about this. Like they're, they're hard games to put down. Uh, but I also feel like they give you really satisfying problems yeah. to solve. And, you know, you tr- I, I wanted to turn to you uh, on this, Troy, because, uh, you know, when I think of you, I tend to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, n- not that you're a game snob, but I do associate, like, I-, I do tend to think of you as, like, our the guy who really appreciates, like, deep strategy games, right? Like, really, like, right. you know, history sims, that kind of thing uh, that's become a career for you a- at this point. Like, where, what do you make of, of tower defense games? Are, are we just, are we, are we just sort of like, you know, uh, are we just sort of hamsters on our little wheel chasing the score, or uh, is there, is there something, is there something deeper going on there? I think there's something deeper going on, and I'm not, I don't play as many tower defense games as I used to because you know, I probably like you suggest they were, there was a point where they were just not rising to my attention for some reason. They're not coming up uh, in my news feed as much, and maybe I did get a bit tired of them, but preparing for the show, I realized there is really quite a bit of interesting variety out there, and I think it's partly because, for one thing, power defense games are very easy to make. Um, the concepts behind power defense games have been established for a decade, and they're not, they're not hard games to design. Um, so that's very, very appealing, and it means you do get lots of variation in art and settings, and you know we have um, I've playing a lot of D- Death Trap from Neocore, for example, mm-hmm. which puts you as a hero, like an action hero, in the middle of the uh, the minions coming at you. So you set up your towers and you set up your traps, and you also run along with a sword and try to get the things you can't kill. And you level up, so that's a new type of a uh, tower defense but it's still very much a tower defense um is so i don't look down on it but it is a, a genre that i think people some people tend to forget was once i'm not going to say it was ever really really huge um but it was kind of a genre where there was oh neat number counting things and it is a number counting thing and it is a puzzle solving thing i think sean's comparison of it to puzzle solving is you know very very apt um but it's also um, they're also math games. I mean, there are puzzles about math because you have to think. Because oh, it's all about you know, can I afford this tower? And do I put at the at the beginning of the game? Do I put my early towers at the very beginning? Um, do I need to have a backup tower back there? How big is this mob? What's coming? How many waves are there? There's a lot of there is a lot of planning and strategizing going into it. And there's less time you have in between waves, the less time you have to plan. Um, in defense grid, when you upgrade a tower, it gets demobilized mm-hmm. for like two or three mm-hmm. seconds. You mm-hmm. can't do anything. And that's something you have to think about over where your upgrades are going to be because you don't have a lot of time in there. So there is a lot of the traditional strategy game stuff in there beyond, you know, mindless flow of counting and watching the things get killed. There is in each one of them uh, that I've been playing this week, you know, Defense Grid and Death Trap and Gem Crafter and um, Hydraulic Mass or whatever, uh, a few of the 
uh, smaller ones that I tried out. They each have a very some sort of a unique twist that turns the numbers into something interesting, a new interesting part of the puzzle. And I think it's a big change from where the tower defense genre kind of was even like three or four years ago when they were pretty much build the tower, kill the things, build the tower, kill the things. Yeah, I, I like that math idea because I think that's really true. Like Defense Grid 2 in particular, I mean, not, you know, you're absolutely right in that thinking of the waves and thinking of the construction of the waves and how you're going to upgrade and the timing of those things. But if you get into even the scoring components, mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the scoring for Defense Grid 2, for example, is is sort of a function of, so in Defense Grid 2, if you haven't played, um, it's not just a, they're going in a straight line and they're trying to get to an exit. The the creeps, are, or whatever they're called, are, are kind of going to this central core location where a bunch of, essentially the things you're defending are housed and there's, you know, 20 little core elements and they grab them and then they run to an exit. Um, usually through the same route they've taken, but not always often. Yeah. Or at least partially through the same route. Sometimes it'll kind of branch off and go to another exit, but yeah, or there may be even multiple exits, but the way the, the, the scoring mechanics work are such that how many cores you have in your, your, you know, still safe, uh, when you kill an enemy is sort of a little bit like a multiplier to the score of killing that enemy. So even if, you know, maybe the, the you know, some of them are being taken out, um, but you know, you'll kill those units before they escape. Um, and it takes the, it takes the little, the little cores a little bit of time to get back to the central piece. Um, while those cores are sort of out in free play, your score goes down. So if you killed the exact same unit in the exact same place, um, with all your cores safe, you get X score, uh, as opposed to some of your cores are, you know, kind of coming back home, it's X minus Y score. And on top of that, there's also like a another modifier that says how many towers you've used. You know, have were you able to kill this you know creep with only four towers in play as opposed to six towers in play? Using fewer towers and kind of upgrading them differently will actually raise your score. So there is this this really kind of my point. If, if that sounds complicated to kind of keep track of, is that's kind of the fun of it for me too. Is because you know it becomes this 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 puzzle of how efficient can I be at making sure everything dies in the place where I want it to die, um, but doesn't break through. Like, it's not just kill everything. It's kill everything before they get to a certain point and kill everything with a certain rule set around it. And that's what's engaging to me versus some of the older ones, like you were saying, which are, you know, a little more simply just sort of place towers and then forget about it. Like, that... That stuff I, you know, I feed off of. And I think to the point earlier, which is, you know, are we sort of on a decline? I think that hit its stride, you know, with with games between like 2008 and 2011, like Defense Grid, um, like Orcs Must Die, uh, like Plants vs. Zombies. I think there was this sort of this this great window for about three years uh, right around you know, on either side of 2010, um, where these games figured out how to make really, really cool game mechanics, really, really cool scoring mechanics, really, really cool chase, uh, you know, score chasing, because that was around the time that, that, that we were just starting to see kind of, you know, that leaderboard chase your friends score thing be really, really popular. And I think, you know, tower defense games took huge advantage of that. And I'm not sure that it's really kept the momentum as, you know, even even though I'd say that the games coming out now are still relatively as good. I just don't know if they've evolved. 
Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I went into this when I started like was asking myself why have why does it feel like this uh, type of game has gone out of fashion a little bit or or become a little bit moribund. I sort of went into playing these games expecting they wouldn't be quite as good, right? Or that they'd be Mm-mm. stale. But uh, getting into them once again, I, I, you know, I was I was right back in it. You know, I was back to chasing scores, chasing Sean's scores. Uh, getting really angry, but just running these scenarios <laughs> again and again, and and yet I do feel like the formula is still good, but in a lot of ways, I am not sure it's evolved in a lot of interesting ways. Like, you know, it's this, it's it's this weird thing where like, you know, how like first person shooters for for an embarrassingly long time were Doom clones, like. They, that's that's how they were referred to, and tower defense games. There's there's a lot more there, there's there's a fair bit of variety in 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 the genre, but at the same time, I do kind of feel like maybe it's in that it's still sort of in that doom clone phase, where like there's not a lot of really different things happening in it, uh, and most of the people working in that space are just kind of hitting the same, like if they had a successful game before they're doing that again, you know what I mean? That it's, 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 right. it's more of that, more of that great taste you love was kind of the orcs must die approach. Defense mm-hmm. grid two really is just more defense grid, uh, which mm-hmm. is, which is fine. Uh, but at the same time, like if you're hoping for some sort of leap forward, that's, that's not really what you're getting. Sanctum two was an improvement on sanctum, but not, none of it, I, I I do kind of come come out of this feeling like you probably need to start seeing more games change it up a little bit, and and that's why I'm glad Troy that you uh you suggested uh, was it Death Trap uh the, the yeah the the yeah. Neocore game which I'm not sure is a success but I applaud the effort at making like okay it's a tower defense game but it's also Diablo which was an yeah. interesting twist yeah I mean the idea that you have this character that you you equip and you find better armor and you find, you know, better weapons and this makes you more powerful. Um, the variety in the different, where the different waves come from, there seems to be a lot of potential for running around because you don't have necessarily enough resources, even by the second or third wave, to build good defenses on all of them. So then your hero's outfit does actually become important. So you have to decide which lane you're going to camp until you have enough resources um, to get your towers and traps up. Uh, the upgrading of traps, um, the learning of different skills and skill sets uh, through, uh, through the game um, is actually is, is is quite interesting. I thought it was. I mean, I'm not sure it entirely works for a number of reasons. I mean, like a lot of Neocore's uh, games, and Neocore makes uh, the Van Helsing series. Before that, they did the King Arthur uh, strategy games. Uh, you know, their Van Helsing's got a lot of atmosphere, but parts of it just don't work for me. And this, I think, is kind of the same thing. It's got a lot of atmosphere and a lot of original ideas, but it's. I mean, tower defense gets gets repetitive is kind of silly because tower defense games are by their very nature repetitive. Uh, But when you introduce something with an RPG mechanic element, you kind of hope to have a little bit more than stand in the lane and kill things. However, it's nice to see... I mean, this isn't the only game that has, you know, the player character intervening uh, in direct ways beyond the towers. In Defense Grid 2, you've got Mm -hmm. your super weapon... um, 
Orcs must die. Orcs, I mean, orcs you, must die. Yeah, it's a huge. Yeah, I mean that is it. actually a, one of the largest components of Orcs must die, which I think is probably one of my favorite co-op games uh, of the mm-hmm. last you know five years. Is Orcs must die too? Uh, so, and I think that is probably the big innovation uh, in the last three or four years is having the player intervene directly and not just being grand castle building death architect. Well, one of the games recently that did a really interesting job of this, I thought, and and, and sort of layering in uh, a, a different genre into it was Dungeon of the Endless, which is oh, yes. made by the guys who do in Endless Legend and Endless Space. And, and Dungeon of the Endless is sort of promoted more like a roguelike, right? Yeah. It's 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 much more, um, you know, sort of trial and error, and there's lots of components to it. You're ultimately sort of going through these increasingly difficult um, and certain to kill you levels, uh, and you're sort of taking, you know, crew or items from from one gameplay to the next. But a huge component of it that really isn't, I mean, it's not as obvious, but it's just sort of foundational to the game is is a tower defense component um, where rather than sort of protecting against, you know, creep coming from a specific direction, it is as you open up each, you know, kind of progressive room in in this level you're on, it triggers these guys to kind of come and attack and you have to manage, you know, you are still managing three, uh, you know, guys and you you have that sort of direct interaction that Death Trap and Orcs Must I have. Um, but you also have this part of, okay, I think, you know, if, if I, on this side, I know that they're coming from here and here, so I can just set up turrets that are going to handle that as well in, instead um, while I try and go off in this way and, and just sort of, you know, manage my units over here where I really don't have a secure a line. Um, and then ultimately you're, you're sort of acting as the creep because what you're trying to do is find a crystal. And then once you found it, take it back and take it to the exit, um, that is there. It's sort of a reversal on it, but it's definitely a tower defense game too. Yeah, absolutely. It's tower defense plus roguelike plus escort mission. And it's all of these yeah. things thrown together in a very neat um, weird looking. <laughs> it's got an odd art to it. Uh, package and yeah, it's. Uh, I think that's true. I, I I really did like what I played of it. Uh, for a while, eventually it just got too difficult for me to yep. balance all of these things in my brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it is, and I think you can't talk about it without calling it a tower defense game or tower offense game. Yeah, it's our offense. I do like that. I think that that's 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 the way to put it. But I mean, I I, I think between those two games, between Death Trap, which incorporates RPG elements and Diablo elements and mm-hmm. Dungeon of the Endless, it's funny because I think what is evolving the series is, or the genre is the inclusion of these other things, but it, it, it feels weird because I almost feel like in those two games, the tower defense component, like it, it loses that identity. It becomes the other's thing rather than becoming a tower defense game that has these. You almost forget, oh, you know, for at least for Dungeon of the Endless. Um, and even with Death Trap, like the central, the centerpiece of it becomes the, you know, finding the loot and 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 sort of managing your character. And while tower defense is, is, is just sort of fundamental to it, it feels like that becomes part of the problem. Like tower defense doesn't, it doesn't, it, it synthesizes well with other genres, but it doesn't, it doesn't become sort of the, 
the centerpiece as often to my mind. It becomes sort of the the secondary mechanic in the long run. And I can see I can see that becoming the fate, like you know, tower defense being a part of other things, um, but rarely, you know, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Well, like adventure games, we don't for a while mm-hmm. we didn't have adventure games because that stuff was being wrapped into RPGs and strategy games, all that stuff. Exactly. So let's move there. Now we have adventure games, traditional adventure games, sort of finding their own way. Uh, and their own place uh, in the gaming sphere. But, you know, if, if when tower defense becomes seen as a mechanic and not a subgenre, uh, then, yeah, you do end up watering down tower defense as it become a distraction. I think the whole score chasing thing, which I really didn't get much into until I was, you know, playing Defense Grid 2 over the last few days and seeing who I was chasing, uh, that you know that harkens back to the old arcade hot top score type stuff, and there aren't a lot of strategy game subgenres that lend themselves to arcade top score um, measures. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, and, and something else I, I really do appreciate about appreciate about this this type of game is that I do like having a, a sort of strategy game where the loop between my decisions and the outcome is so clear and so clean. Like in a lot of, in, in a lot of other strategy games, like I know vaguely, I know basically why things happened. Like, you know what I mean? I understand the relationships, the causality within the game, but there are so many other factors to take into like, you know, so if you're playing Civ, right, it's like, well, you know, I want to get my swordsman at this, you know, at this certain point, I want to be one of the first people out there with it. Uh, so, you know, here are the things that have to fall into place for me to be able to take advantage of this brief power spike as I get the first unit. And there's a lot of things to calculate in that. And, like, so if it goes wrong, there's there's a lot of things to to sort of assess. And uh, a lot of times you're not even sure really how, how well you did until almost the moments the moments passed, right? Like, strategy, strategy games, you know, they always, I think, you know, Feedback is always a bit of a struggle in, in a strategy game, particularly an open-ended one. But what they don't always give you is that instant, that, I guess, the, what a score does, right? That sort of instant mm-hmm. high five of like, hey, nice play. You really you really optimize the crap out of those resources. <laughs> and tower defense is very much like, you know, oh, man, look at... Look at the long route you made those dudes take. Oh wow! Oh, are they? Are you? Did you get them to go around the big figure eight around the same towers? <laughs> oh, you're just a beast! And you're like, yeah, I am. I'm just murdering these guys, and it's really good because if you see little inefficiencies, you can just stop the action and try it again to get the solution just right. a little bit better instantly. Right? It's not like in it's not like in a strategy game where you have the choice of like either basically being. Uh, you know, a cheapskate and reloading to to really get your game right, uh, or just sort of not ever really tracking uh, whether or not you were you were as efficient as you should have been. Tower defense is all right there, and it's all like repeatable. Uh, you know, in a in a short in a short loop, and that is that is really satisfying, and it's actually something that I don't know. I I, I kind of wish I I, I kind of wish I got more from other games in, in some ways. It's, it's, a, it's a nice feeling to be able to instantly sort of see something play out, and then if you're not happy with it, you can just run it again. And you can identify each place where you were losing. It's almost like racing games, in a way. You can identify each place on the course where you were losing time. 
I think I think what's interesting is, and I I agree completely. And hearing you talk about it makes me realize this is one of the things that keeps me playing uh, this kind of game is the inevitability of the outcome. Right? You know, there isn't. You know, even in a you know a strategy game like 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 Civ and like you know EU four and all these you know really great game there there are you know there are two things kind of making it so that you don't have a certain outcome and that's sort of, I mean, there's all these occasionally random die rolls to just see how things go. Uh, but also there's an active AI working against you that may, or, you know, depending on the, you know, difficulty you've put it on or the quality of the AI that you're competing against may or may not be good. But one of the things I actually really like about tower defense games is there's really not an AI there. There is, you know, a, a, a very set, path of how things will go which is is freeing in the sense that it allows me to go after something where i know i have sort of 100 percent ownership over the outcome uh i may not have figured the puzzle out yet the puzzle you know it may still be something you know where my outcome solution is bad and too many people get through and that's you know but but it isn't something where it's like well you know i laid it out really good i had those towers and ah the dice were just against me this time which is a fun game to play also um and, but that's one of the things I really like about tower defense is that it doesn't introduce that. If you want to be, you know, I just want to discover how good can I create an efficient killing machine, you know, for, for, for these poor saps who are going down this long, lonely gauntlet of a road. Um, there isn't that, you know, that one that just happens to roll critical, you know, past all your key installations and gets through and you're just like, Oh, well, didn't get it that time. I'll, do the exact same thing again and maybe get a different outcome. That won't work. That doesn't work in this genre. And I like that because it challenges me to be very specific about, okay, good, but I can do better. And I know that by doing better, I will get a different, more positive result. On the other hand, I think, I think one problem this, the, these types of games can have is I, I do feel a lot of times like, you've just solved a scenario and it's kind of done, right? Like, you know, you've discovered the optimal layout. And once you've done that, you can play around with it a little bit, like, you know, when you do your upgrades, but it's, 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 it's pretty much over, uh, you know, and I kind of think, you know, one of the reasons I, I, I come back to Orcs Must Die uh, so often is because they limit what tools you can take with you. And so every map, there are so many different ways of using the same space unlike say defense grid where like you got very you got very preset paths and there's very limited like placement of, of towers in orcs must die you can basically take drastically different approaches uh to the same map you know what i mean you can you can really like emphasize those you know, combinations of traps or just like steady like dps damage or you can make it so that your character is the one like just mowing everyone down and the traps are basically there to funnel them to you there's a lot of different ways you can do that and that is something that i think is is still fairly unique in this in the space there i feel like there aren't a ton of games that um allow for as much experimentation uh, when it when it comes to how you'll how yep. you'll use the map, that's and that I think is is one reason it's also easy to burn out on this on this genre a little bit is that you know after you've run the same map twenty times, find that that optimal efficient solution, you're you're kind of done, 
and you, it, it's it's kind of no longer an interesting problem for you. Uh, whereas Orcs Must Die, I you know, there's a lot of maps I've played a hundred times. I'm still like, you know, what if I, what if I use more of the push traps and the freeze? Yeah, I think that's my. I think that'll be cool, and that's different. Yeah, I, I'm I'm trying to go with you on this, but I I, I actually really like that constant you know, squeezing blood from a stone thing. I mean, you know, there's, I, 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 inevitably I get to the end of every round of any of these games, you know, Defense Grid 2 or Sanctum or Orcs Must Die or um, uh, Prime World Defenders was one I played for a while, which was, wasn't a very good one um, because it just, it, it, it had all these sort of, they weren't really free to play mechanics, but they felt like they were, um, it, but I get to the it, regardless. I always get to the end of the round, and I do have that thought. I mean, my first gut response is not to go to the next level. It is to do the same level again, and just be constantly sort of evaluating. Yes. What if I had moved this one space closer, and or what if I had you know put the flamethrower closer to you know the uh, the machine guns because i know yeah. this had this level ended up having more shields than this one so i mean i i guess i i do like the restrictive and you you mentioned the sort of restrictiveness of orcs must die too in making some decisions early on that you will carry with you into the game but it still feels like the same like I get the same high off it at the end. Yeah. It's the, it, for me, I get that same. Okay, what if I did this? You know, had this loadout um, manifest for me in something like Defense Grid Two as what if I, you know, it, as, as a spatial, a positioning thing. Now I do like your point also about like the difference between maps that have a very specific route that 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 the units take versus more open layouts, which I actually tend to like a lot you like more building because it's yourself. I, I want to build the maze. Like I want to make the I want to make the rats go through the line that I've picked, um, because that's actually just another thing that you can continue to optimize and optimize and optimize. I'm not a healthy person. Yeah. Well, I mean, look. I mean, I've got I've got like screenshots of scoreboards to prove it. Uh, but at the same time, like when like if you if you disagree with me about tower defense games, I'll defer to you because like clearly. Clearly, like you, you are the high priest of this uh, of this weird Inevi little church. Inevitably, the thing that actually runs me off at tower defense games is that they're the the thing I love about them is the score chase, and but it's actually the score chase with somebody else. Like nothing gets me more likely to play for hours on end than somebody who is ahead of my score, or somebody who I jump ahead of them and then they jump ahead of me. And again, I think the the, the comparison to racing games, to like you know Forza, for example, is a good one because that that sort of manifests in those um, those rivalry right, races yeah. where it's you against the ghost. And then you're like, yeah, I got it. Finally beat him. And then, you know, you started up the next day and no, he came and he came and put a second uh, faster on the time. And now you got to go back to the back to the drawing board for 30 or 40 laps around the track. You should check out some of your uh, Forza scoreboards. I was over at, I was, I was over at Julian's gonna, for a not. little while. And uh, <laughs> I got to say, it didn't go well for you, my friend. I am not going to. Okay. Fine. <laughs> 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 uh so here, here's so, here's something i wanted to ask though mm -hmm. does it feel like um i i feel like a lot of the big names in tower defense and, and maybe this is one reason why i i feel like the genre cooled off a little bit a lot of them i think kind of missed their moment like i always forget that plants versus zombies 2 is a game that exists 
Yeah. Like, yeah. No, totally. Like somebody somebody mentioned it like a few weeks ago and I was like, oh yeah, when's that coming out? And the answer is <laughs> it, it apparently apparently two years ago. <laughs> I guess I've got good news for you then, because you've got a whole game to actually it's it's interesting because the the two I think the two biggest names in Tower Defense games right now. Um, right now or over time, to me at least, are the Plants vs. Zombies and the Orcs Must Die. And both of those franchises took that franchise and did something else with them. And so Plants vs. Zombies, I mean, Garden Warfare became the focus for... Uh, um, oh, God, I'm blanking on the developers for that. Um, come on. Who makes Plants vs. Zombies? Oh, uh, the Popcap. I mean, I know it's EA, uh, but Popcap, thank you. Um, did Popcap also they, make they turned- Garden Warfare? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what that's what they yeah, they they that's what they're working on these days. Um they turned that in Garden Warfare. Of course, we got Garden Warfare 2 coming out, but no, you know, that and the probably the money's a little better there. There's more in, you know, they're probably getting a better uh, number of people playing over a longer period of time. That makes sense, but you know, that could be part of the reason. Like Plants vs Zombies is now a a Call of Duty light game. Um, and the same is true for Orcs Must Die, right? Orcs Must Die 1 and 2 came out, you know, a year and a half apart. And then Robot Entertainment said, we want to basically make a version of Smite with traps, um, you know, kind of a, a third-person MOBA. And so they're, they've been, you know, knee-deep in Orc, Orcs Must Die Unchained, which has a tower defense element, but is ultimately much more of a multiplayer sort of MOBA-style uh, game, which doesn't... It doesn't interest me as nearly as much because it takes out both of those games take out the thing that really attracts me about this game, you know, that optimization and the predictability and all, you know, the um, the kind of, you know, the the the, the line of, of, of units coming in um, with, you know, sort of the definitive outcomes. Um, and I think that's part of the reason that you're not seeing as much like the I, I know Dungeon Defenders 2 just released. I haven't played that yet. Um, so there's still a couple of, you know, and, and obviously Defense Grid 2 last year. Um, but, you know, Plants Plants vs. Zombies, Orcs Must Die, those those were big players, and they're not in the space anymore, it doesn't seem like. Yeah, now, and, and the question is, like, I, I, I guess I was sort of left wondering whether or not that was a mistake, a reflection of, like, just the fact that the genre is really limited in what you can do with it. Because, uh, I mean, certainly with, like, Plants vs. Zombies, I, I kind of feel like... Uh, okay, so I tend to be very quick to judge, uh, like, EA Studios taking bizarre turns uh, with with their games. Mm-hmm. Just because just cause there's a history there, right? Where, like, you know, an EA-owned studio suddenly stops doing the thing you liked and starts doing something completely different. There, there's good reason to be skeptical there. Uh, but mm-hmm. and, and I would say, like, Plants vs. Zombies 2 is probably, like, badly mishandled. Uh, like that, oh, that, yeah. that was a that that game was 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 kind of buried and taken away from like its sort of native fan base and you know just I, it was it was an Xbox exclusive at first right yes it was uh, or am I thinking of Peggle Two I, oh I honestly, wait that was Peggle Two I think it, I think it was Peggle Two that was but because Plants vs Zombies Two was free to play out the out the wazoo yeah, it, it's absolutely and that was a big part of it and and like the they they messed with the the monetization model it kind of went back and forth and it was it was it was it was it was frustrating to see it released but i do find it interesting that yeah these these are these are big names that developers eventually sort of say okay like i guess we've got our our intellectual property now and we're going to do something else and maybe that's maybe that's a sign of like this this is you are limited in what you can do 
with this mm-hmm. formula because ultimately it's a bit like uh, you know it's a bit like the Lemmings games, right? Like you can give people different maps, uh, but you can't futz with it too much or it stops being the game that people like. Uh, which you know I'm I'm I guess I'm I'm not entirely sure uh, I I agree with because I because I do think there's a little more. I do think there's there's a little more possibilities. Like I think, uh, you know, Sanctum was was really cool in the way it sort of mm-hmm. blended, uh, you know, active and, and passive defense, and and the same with the same with orcs. Orcs must die. In fact, uh, but I, I do I do feel like it, there is this tension where um, ultimately I think tower defense games need to lean a bit more on the passive side of things. Like, you know, you do need, they do need to be games where you need to be able to sit back and sort of watch the, watch the sort of the, the, the cogs and the clockwork turn. Uh, Mm -hmm. But at the same time, at a certain point, I think you get, you get a little bit tired of that and wish there was something maybe a little more demanding of like active skills, but you can't push that too far. I don't, I don't know. Cause I think the, the, the really intriguing things, and I think this is where orcs must die was brilliant. Um, was tower defense games are at their best when you have a variety of interesting traps and they all have sort of uh, synergies together. So, you know, like like if you have, you know, orcs must die, you know, the, the, the unit walks into, you know, a, a tar trap um, and then that pushes them, you know, there's a push trap there and the push trap pushes them into a in fire and now they're on fire and they walk a step forward and it flips them over the edge like, you know, you know, over the edge into a spike trap or something like that. When when they all work really well together, that's when these games feel like they're at their strongest. And so, you know, the 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 challenge then becomes, to my mind, how do you make just really interesting traps? How do you keep adding on to that? And when does that get sort of out of control? Because, um, and, and I don't know that that there are like you eventually you just sort of it, it's not like um, uh, League of Legends where you can just keep coming up with a new uh creature you know every you know even for as many as there are you eventually just sort of run out of things you can do to set you know creatures randomly on fire or pierce them or pour you know acid on them or fling them off a map or something like that um and that's the interesting i think that's the problem with it like the ultimately is that the the evolution is not one of gameplay or at least there aren't any obvious answers there that don't just take you down the road of well i'll add this other you know elements of this other game into it um which leads you to garden war i want to make i want to make it this plus call of duty okay well that's garden war i want to make it this plus diablo okay well that's death trap you know it, it is it is a relatively limited and structurally sort of fixed um genre and i think there actually has some comparisons to moba because i don't think i think you've seen a lot of the same thing which is mobas are relatively fixed games there's not a lot you can add or take away you know you can mess with the map and you know you can you can look at what blizzard's doing with heroes of the storm and you know add sort of texture and feature to the maps themselves but ultimately it doesn't have a lot of avenues for you to pursue and you either love it enough that everybody wants to make them and play them or they're just kind of the niche thing that comes up every now and again which i think is closer to what we have right now with with tower defense Something I was I was wondering about earlier today is um, why don't more tower defense games feel like uh, Alamo missions in RTS games? Because that's that's a popular mm-hmm. mission format, right? Like yeah. people love the hell out of those. The the okay, you're in an RTS game, but it's going to be pretty much a static 
defensive situation where you just got to hold out for X amount of time. But the wrinkle there is you're still playing in RTS where like your units can get killed, your buildings can get blown up, and eventually like the waves of enemies start taking over more of the map and working their way in through your defenses. And this is something I think that maybe this is one of the great limiting things about tower defense games is ultimately most of them treat the towers if it's sort of sacrosanct, right? Like the tower, mm-hmm. the trap cannot be harmed. Everything will be subject to that tower. And it's really a question of optimizing it so that the tower or trap does the most damage possible. But I guess I'm kind of left wondering why you don't see more of the active defense type tower defense model right because like one of the first like like tower defense itself almost seems to stem from i mean i'm sure like mods for it existed before this but like you know warcraft 3's original campaign basically ended with a tower defense game like the 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 culminating mission (laughs) is an alamo style tower defense map where like walking trees save the day uh so i guess i'm i i i kind of would would love to hear you guys talk about like why do you think so much of the typical RTS mechanics, the the Alamo mission uh, style, why is so much of that routinely excised from tower defense? I would, so I'll hazard a guess, which is I think it runs in opposition to the natural, or at least what has become the regular flow of a tower defense mission, which is you begin with nothing. And the challenge of it is you know, to build up, you know, to balance that, the ratio of things going up, you're balancing the ratio of your income resource, whatever it is going up against, you know, the, the ratio of your, your, your towers going up and starting, you know, sort of that, 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 that mission idea, I think would be, it's a cool one, but like, I don't know how that would implement into the gameplay. Like what, you'd just be building towers behind it, or you'd just be waiting until towers are destroyed. Yeah. Like it's a cool idea, but I can see how that would actually be pretty tricky to implement in a way that makes sense for, for the, for, for what people are used to. But again, it goes to that idea of great, then take the thing that we currently do and push something else into it that will probably sort of take it over. I mean, we kind of had way back in the golden age of PC games, there was a bunch of titles. One of them was called Siege and one was called Walls of Rome. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of like RTSs and you would you would be holding a castle and big monsters would come and attack you and they'd be coming in waves and you'd set up your defenses beforehand. And it's really testing your defenses more or less you would build a castle it's like what we want the stronghold games to be you would build a castle defense and you'd have your soldiers there and you'd have to run and put out fires and you'd see how well you could hold off this assault on your castle and that's kind of an active defense game but it's not tower defense really it's not doesn't have the same um doesn't have the same motivation, doesn't have the same, okay, there's a predictable line, they're going to be coming in series, I have to put, I have limited resources to put these things up, and then I wait. Now, can you do that in, like, I think, I mean, you're right, people like the Alamo RTS mission, they like the last stand type stuff, and you do get some of that tower defense type feel, you know, you're building towers, and then the enemies take them out, mm-hmm. and they have to build another defense or another bunker. Uh, I think the StarCraft uh, Day-Night one is probably still my favorite, the StarCraft 2 Day-Night um, 
a StarCraft yeah. period. That's, I think, one of my favorite uh, Last Stand missions. And there, you know, you put up defenses, and sometimes they get torn down. Then you have the daytime to put them back up again. And yeah, I, I could play a whole game of those sorts of things. But yeah, it, but would we call them tower defense, or would we call them RTS, or would we call them siege defense? Um, I think there's an appeal to it, and I think you could probably have that sort of thing in a tower defense game. Um, but you wouldn't want to have the game be about you know building different units because then it's not really a tower defense game. Maybe you you know you build a bunker with riflemen in it, and that's what it is. It's but that's just a, a gun turret, right? Uh, so mm-hmm. it's just become that. Uh, so I guess it, I'm not saying it can't be done or shouldn't be done, but it does become a very different game, which is okay. I mean, we should have very different variations on, you know mindless alien zombie whatever things coming towards you um <laughs> because really that's what these things boil down to it's you're under, I mean, really that's a lot of what pc gaming boils down to it's yeah, just it really variations <laughs> on mindless alien things coming toward you yeah so there but i mean i think i yeah i think that that highlights though the, the 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 sort of imminent you know the more you unpack it the more you talk about what's the future of tower defense games the more you inevitably start making those statements of oh we can do this but then it's probably a different game it's probably something else i think the 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 the, the reason to answer the original question that tower defense games have this sort of natural curve is that they're very fun and they're great and yes there was there's this period of time where absolutely let's play these um, but you start getting over that hump and realizing there's not not a lot of not a lot of new directions to take it. Well, but but I do think like it, maybe it, maybe it unduly limits itself. Like uh, possibly, you know, like Troy, when you're you're describing yeah. the Alamo missions, I think you, you have a very good point. Like because those are happening in the framework of an RTS game, you still are forcing a lot more decisions on the players. Like you know, not just where to build defenses, but like what units to put by those defenses. Um, when to go out on the map with your units and go play the RTS side of things yeah. and, and and that kind of thing. But the interesting thing is, I, I think maybe people underrate the degree to which that simplifying the uh, the problem that an RTS game is giving you. Because an RTS game is usually giving you a really complicated problem, right? Where, like, you're, you're in a mirror match where you both have, like theoretically equal access to the map and its resources and you really need to be sort of scouting and reading what the other person is doing and reacting to all of that and it's very active and every every single decision uh branches in all these different ways but when you when you sort of cut it when you sort of cut that in half right where the where the player is really the 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 main the chief agent on the map with with a ton of options but the the problem you're dealing with is still fairly straightforward those options become much less overwhelming. And I think this is why like Alamo missions tend to be so satisfying is because they're not like tower defense games where you just sort of sit back and and watch it happen. They're actually very frantic, but the problem you're solving remains simple, right? So like one of my favorite missions uh, in RTS is like of all time was the uh, original company of heroes, uh, the defense of uh, Carrington, uh, do you remember that mission? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you control the big central church, and the Germans are counterattacking, and you've got, like, five minutes to set up your defenses, and there's, like, three bridges, and there's lots of, you know, good fields of fire. But the Germans, like, each wave gets, like, 
heavier and heavier and they start bringing in like larger and larger explosives to blow your defenses away and so you know interestingly you know in in a, in in a reversal of like what you see in a tower defense game tower defense games the longer it goes on sort of the more formidable you become and the 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 challenge only ramps yeah. up because the enemies either there are more of them or they're just bigger bags of hit points the interesting thing about nalo mission is that it flips that the longer it goes on chances are unless you're really unless you're really kicking ass chances are the longer it goes on the weaker you're getting which is interesting because it makes it a lot more stressful than than tower defense games i think and and maybe doesn't give you that same give you that same kick but at the same time it, i think it does address some of the problems of it can sometimes feel like um you know you're just sitting back and letting a tower defense game run that's a very good point about uh the the sequence of play i mean that because we're you keep accumulating more resources in a tower defense game. You just keep getting them, and as soon as you get them, you spend them. There's not a really a much sense of rationing unless you're trying yeah. to save up for an upgrade. Generally, you're not or rationing. Or for extra points. Yeah, or for, or for extra points. But, you know, if you're really into that, like some kind of weirdo. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but generally... When, no, he's right. It's That's, that's legit. But, that's but, fine. But, gen- but generally, especially early on in the game, when you get them, you spend them. Um, in an RTS, an Alamo mission, if you're allowed to build new units and if you're allowed to you know, set up new machine gun nests before a third wave, the way you use those scarce resources, and I mean, this is a problem in... It, 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 it's the RPG magic arrow problem, as I call it. My mm-hmm. ex-wife would like hold on to all the magic arrows in Baldur's Gate just in case she needed them very, at the very end of the game. <laughs> right. Oh, this is a way too familiar problem to me. And so at the, oh, no, I'm all at about the this. very end of the game, you know, she would have all of these arrows of piercing, like hundreds of arrows of piercing she never used. And this is kind of the... Alamo problem, right? I mean, you're kind of buried. Do I spend this? Do I not spend this? When do I spend it? What's coming in the third wave? You don't really quite know in an Alamo mission. You're not told generally until it shows up. Until you've played the mission over and over again, then you know and then you can plan. Uh, but there is always that element of surprise that I don't think tower defense games, tower defense really aren't about surprise. They're about planning mm-hmm. for the expected and mild upgrades on the expected uh you're not not going to be dropping some super monster on you um all of a sudden they're going to be building you up to it um the way that things are cycled out so yeah you might fail but generally you fail because of one bad placement and you can probably fix that generally Uh, except in plants versus zombies which has had some very very evil evil levels on it uh so i I do like uh the that analysis rob of you know are you stronger or are you weaker uh, in the, as one of the important delineations between the two, which actually, because they, they do look very similar on the surface, uh, but I'm sure you can square that circle or some smart designer can. Yeah. And I mean, I, I kind of wish I, I saw more games in that, um, in that vein. Cause certainly I feel like Troy, when, when we were talking about stronghold again on the show, um, I mean, one of the things that came up, like, it's not just that it was a not very good RTS in a lot of ways, but 
I feel like we're both in the same place. We're like, damn it, I just want to like run a castle. Can I just like, can you just give me a freaking castle to like defend and like and control? <laughs> and and I feel like that is still kind of that's still kind of an, an empty space on my uh, on my shelf. Like this has come up a few times. Like you know, sieges are cool, but there aren't a lot of great games about like sieges necessarily. And tower defense really isn't about that either. Even though it it sort of ostensibly is about you know building tons of like static defenses and walls to to kill enemies you don't have that um you you don't have that alamo feeling you don't have games that are about like being you know the last defenders of gondor for instance Mm -hmm. and that is something that i think could be a little bit less of a um a little less of of a of a, of a repetitive grind the way tower defense games i don't want grind is the wrong word right because that, that is this pejorative context but tower defense games are about repetition and perfection and smoothing away the the imperfections of your game plan and i feel like something that's maybe a little more a bit more like rts oriented is more about reaction more about you know you 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 do things to change the situation, but that also creates new problems, and how you react to those uh, becomes you know be, becomes the the measure of success and what separates success from failure. And- you know, I th- I think there are a lot of StarCraft two campaign scenarios though that actually match up to what you're describing though because because what you are describing is ultimately very much more rts i don't think it it's exclusively that but I, i'm reminded of you know in 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 wings of liberty there's this one mission very very early on where you are the terran and you are you know you're waiting for relief from this planet that suddenly has you know oh the zerg have reappeared and you know, there are these increasing waves of you have very, you know, some some fixed points and, you know, they, they kind of increase. I think it's an interesting idea. I The thing I really like to take out of it, though, um, that I do think, you know, the more I think about it, like I'd love to see a game that really doubled down on, you know, the creep being able to or the, the, the enemies being able to change the map. Yes. So like a ca- castle walls falling, you know, or um you know or or be able to take down the towers or or impact them or even maybe there are towers that have limited time use or you know ammunition and you have to spend certain amount of resources to continue to fund the towers on and on like i think that's that angle really really does like the more we talk about it, it, it i could see that being a, a cool cool tower defense game yeah, and I'm not sure there's a ton of tower defense games that play around with the towers themselves uh, being destroyed. Right. I think the um, one there's a few. I think the toy soldiers series not... did that a little bit. If yeah. guys got to, yeah. Uh, yeah. But again, talking about a series that like, you know that the, the the latest game did not go so well. Right, and we don't have a lot of. I mean, we don't have any sort of big creators of tower defense games you know that uh, going back to the orcs must die plants versus zombies problem of them sort of you know uh, jumping ship on that um there's just not there's not a lot of companies that are spending a lot of time pumping a decent amount much less a lot of money into tower defense games or really continuing to iterate on them after one or two swipes at it yeah and you know it's 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 interesting because I, I feel like the the games that are out there are are pretty good the the games that have come out in the last few years uh you know but at this point orcs must die is, is three years old uh 
Defense Grid 2 is at least a year old. Um and yeah, we're not seeing we're not seeing a steady stream of of fresh ideas. Uh I I don't think. And that's a little bit that that's just a, a little bit disappointing to me because I feel like what we have is really, really good. Like I, I'm enjoying the hell of Defense Grid 2. I'm enjoying uh getting back to Orcs Must Die a, a great deal. But I kind of feel like it's becoming the sort of casual dead end. And maybe that's maybe maybe the maybe the problem is the genre was always regarded as like super casual and super laid back and not really that serious, and so it just sort of became the self-fulfilling prophecy. But it, it feels like nobody's really that interested in pushing that formula too much, uh, so much as the, in, as in exiting the genre. And I, I, I'm mm-hmm. curious if, yeah, maybe it's just a problem of the definition of the of of tower defense itself being too narrow. Uh, but I don't know. I also kind of feel like it it might be a problem of of uh, developers not taking a lot of risks uh w- with the format yeah i think i think the answer is both frankly i think there's you know there's I, I again defense grid 2 is an excellent game but it it is just more defense grid and like i i'm i i'm going to be trying uh dungeon defenders 2 but i suspect it's more you know dungeon defenders co-op with some you know new new elements and and not really not really pushing the series so much as just sort of it, it, it's it's funny because i i do want this sort of iteration on it but i do also want these you know these efforts to to take to take the 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 tried and true and and push it like it, it just doesn't feel pushed it feels sort of i i i, I don't even know how to ex- explain it entirely just sort of expanded on rather than you know driven in a direction and and maybe it's because there's no clear leader either right there's no but nobody's chasing anybody else to or or competing to you know oh we have to do something really big to get ahead of the different fence grid guys it just doesn't have that sort of you know air of competitiveness and competition among the people making the games you know it could also be there's not enough money in it you know because probably the thing is like you know there's a russ pitts book about the making of defense grid too which ultimately that game is more defense grid right but like yeah. making that was this huge investment it, it's mm-hmm. that was a that, that's a that, that's a pretty it was a pretty major you know game development saga as it, as it were you know just like to us like hey make more defense grid sounds pretty easy but <laughs> in practice it turned out to be pretty damn hard <laughs> and yeah. it could be you know it's interesting because like expectations around the genre are certain like it, it, it's sort of this throwaway genre right where it's like oh these are just fun little games it's, it's no big deal so like how dare you charge me more than 15 dollars like nobody like it, it could just be like they're hard to make good it's hard to make a good tower defense game but even if you make a really good one you're still not going to get you know you're still probably not going to have a breakout hit yeah yeah i think that's i think that's totally fair but yeah, so I mean, ultimately, like I guess I don't know that I regard it as a problem. Uh, and what's what's out there is good. And again, like the nature of this genre is that if you have a handful of good tower defense games, you can just you can keep playing them. Like Sean will always be there, uh, beating your score, so you can you'll always have something to go back to. 
because uh, he's I, I swear his phone buzzes every time you you get within uh, 500 points of him on any one of these games oh well sorry honey time gotta gotta get up i gotta get in a few rounds of tower defense <laughs> gotta, gotta put rob back in his place let me remind you yeah exactly uh but but at the same time i i, I do kind of feel like um this is a th- these are games that I I've really enjoyed when I get into them I, I I I get really into them, but I wish it was not this thing that feels like this always occasional pleasure right you know what I mean it's like mm-hmm. it, it's like it's like tower defense games I bring them out for a little while and I have my like little tower defense phase and then and then they're and then they're gone again I don't think about them for a year or so and I and I don't do that with a lot of other genres and I kind of wish there was maybe more there to explore and and stick around for yeah I I think that's absolutely true I mean it's it's been like something like this coming up like this show like it's a great reason to jump back in um in a week like it's I, I I doubt seriously I'll be playing any of these unless like Something new comes up, and the moment something new comes up, I'll remember why I love these games and go play a bunch of it and obsess over it for a week and then go on again. So, yeah, I, I think that's I think that's my pattern too. Yeah, I mean, I would not have been playing these games unless you until you told me there was going to be a show on them. Then, of course, I go back and I spend like ten hours trying out five different tower defense games. And there's some new stuff out there, but I mean, there. I think the the money thing you mentioned is a big part of it and as i said earlier you know these are in many ways games that are really easy to make and they seem to be like first games for a lot of places right this is the first type of game they make and they can sell and they can try all kinds of different stuff and then they go in and they do their real game they have inside them i wonder if that's certainly a part of it and also we had like with neocore's uh game and with nival's uh prime world defense which you know disclaimer i did some pr for uh Back at Evolve, uh, here we have studios that are attaching these to their other franchises. They're just you know throwaway ways to just use the assets they have as promotion for their bigger titles uh, because they are relatively easy to make. Um, not if you want to put a whole lot of work into them, like uh, uh, Defense Grid Two, but the basics are relatively easy. And if you've already got the art assets, why not do a prime world uh, tower defense game or a van helsing one you know i think one of the things that we might see a, a little more of in the future too is like more of these popping up in action games uh i i just remembered that like you know epic is working on um fortnite which is sort of a fort construction slash endless horde mode but but really the way it plays out is is very tower defensey uh right so i mean you'll you'll probably see more of these popping up in action games and yeah like troy said uh you know more games where these are sort of being used to uh raise awareness of of, of larger franchises but uh yeah it definitely seems like the the state of tower defense is uh you know it, it's healthy it's 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 okay but it's it's definitely cooled off from where it was and I, and i and i feel like um you know, I feel like five years ago, tower defense and and mobas were were kind of in a similar place. They were both, you know, in this. Oh, there's some really good ideas here where these these could explode in any number of directions, and, and mobas have taken off, and and tower defense have, have, have sort of, um, you know, kind of stayed stayed the same. Yeah, mobas have taken off, but they've taken off and failed, right? I mean, there's so many failed mobas out there. I mean, it's like the subscription MMORPG graveyards of the past 
uh, yeah. where everyone you know thinks this is easy to do and everyone's expecting you know riot numbers and there aren't riot numbers because people don't play League of Legends because it's a MOBA they play it because it's League of Legends and all their friends are playing it. Anyway, that'll do it uh, for today's discussion. Three Moves Ahead is produced by Michael Hermes and hosted by the Idle Thumbs Network. And you can learn more about the show or discuss this episode with our community by visiting our website at threemovesahead.net. We'd also appreciate it if listeners would rate and review us on iTunes, which helps us grow the show and provides us with useful feedback, uh, especially since with uh, the exception of a few few good souls who reviewed us after last week's plea, uh, most of our reviews are still from like 2009. Uh, So we we (laughs) definitely... As we call it, the golden age. Yes, yes, that's, exa- that's exactly what we call it. Um, that, that's it was it was it was PR uh, pre Rob, uh, and, and and also before Troy's career in in PR. So it works on two levels. Uh, but anyway, you can follow Three Moves Ahead on Twitter, where where we are at Three MA. Uh, you can also cruise over to IdleThumbs.net, home of the Idle Thumbs Network, to check out the rest of the great shows we do there. Uh, we'll be back next week with another edition of Three Moves Ahead. Until then, this is Rob Zachney saying good night. Good night, everyone.